0: Hey girl, hey. Let me guess, you got a word. Sure do. I'll meet you at Bayroom. Mm hmm. Welcome back to Bay Room, episode nine, nine nine. episodes in. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Deja. I'm Elisa. And this is our special guest, Tiana, on to talk about our conversation today. Um, Bay Room is all things Black love, Black family, Black relationships, Black friendships. So if that sounds something up your alley, please subscribe to our YouTube, which is Bay.Room. Follow us on Instagram, Bay.Room, and follow us on TikTok at Bay.RoomPod. Yes. Um, anything you'd like to add? Let's get into it. Let's jump right in. Do it. Right in.
1: Um, as Asha mentioned, we have Tiana here. Um, this is my best friend, my son's godmother. In period. Um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and we are here to get into some things. We're just having a girls' night tonight um, to talk <clears throat> about dating, to talk about Tiana's um, walk in singlehood. Mm-hmm and all those things. Um, But before we jump into it, I wanna quickly start off with something that you mentioned to me before. Mm -hmm. So on our platform, um, our content is centered mainly around black women and black men, Um, Black, yeah, black women and black men um, and healing that dynamic and that space. Um, And we have this hashtag, hashtag save the black family. Um, so one day during our conversations, um, about your thoughts on dating, you mentioned that you felt like any, any child that comes from a black woman or any, yeah, any child birthed from a black woman is sort of like, um, building that space. Um, and it doesn't only, so what you said was building in that space doesn't only mean black man and black woman. Um, you said anything that came from a black woman specifically is building a black family. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to touch on that a bit um, because personally, personally, when I thought of Bayroom and healing the black space, save the black family, I was kind of like on my Malcolm X. I was kind mm-hmm. of on my like, you know, nothing against interracial couples or anything mm-hmm. like that, but thinking more so bloodline. Right. And, um, <clears throat> although a lot of us are mixed, a lot of us, a lot of us have, you know, mixed mm-hmm. backgrounds, um, as black people, we come in all different shapes and colors. Um, I was thinking about black men mm-hmm. and black women having babies and prolonging mm-hmm. our existence, um, as people by procreating amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. um, because I do feel it's important. And, um, so th- that's, that's just where my mindset was. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to to talk a little bit about that because I think that's an important conversation to have because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people first of all look at our content look at the things that we post, and they're like okay well I don't see any black gay couples is that not saving the black family or I don't see any black interracial mm-hmm. couples is that not saving the black family mm-hmm. um, so one thing I do want to like just make very very clear in our community all of those things are great but in our community we do not see enough of black women and black men staying together and a lot of us come from black men and black women and we come from broken homes Mm -hmm. and so that is kind of where that passion lives Mm -hmm. for me Mm
2: -hmm. um so
1: speak a little bit about your perspective on that
2: yeah well i'll take it all the way back to my own upbringing I was brought up with a very Spaniard, Puerto Rican stepdad. My dad was not in the picture. So that's number one. My little brother looks like a Spaniard, Puerto Rican young man, but he is a fully black boy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He was raised in a family that looks like me. My grandmother was chocolate. People Mm -hmm. used to think that we adopted him, Mm -hmm. but that's just my own upbringing. But I do believe just within that, any child, that is coming out of a black woman's body is a black child. And I think that in her passing down her experiences, oftentimes mm-hmm. that child is raised around their mom. I'm not speaking for every family, right? Mm-hmm. But for most of, the par- most of the time, a lot of these children are raised around their black family. They're raised around their black cousins. Mm-hmm. Now, when we think of biracial children who are born to say a white mother, their experience is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're raised Absolutely. a lot of times around their white family mm-hmm. and their white mom who can't always speak to certain experiences that they're having, whereas a black mother can speak to that part of them. Mm-hmm. So when I say that any like it's saving the black family, I truly believe also incorporates children who are being birthed by black mothers, specifically. Now, this is not to offend anyone or anything like that, but there's just certain struggles that we have. there's certain lineages and traditions that we have. Mm-hmm that we are the carriers of, mm-hmm. that we gave birth to, and we continue to pass that down. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, that's what I mean about that. Because that whether a black woman is with a white man or an Asian man or a Puerto Rican man, a Spaniard, whatever the case may be, that baby is going to likely identify with mm-hmm. their blackness.
1: Right, right, right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a clear dis- distinction. You know, we, there was also, during COVID, I don't know if you guys remember, this conversation around like who's black and who's not like Mm -hmm. so like are spanish people black and Mm -hmm. and i think there's a clear distinction between and what people kind of get confused is like being a person of color Mm -hmm. and being african-american black Mm -hmm. yeah african-american black at least in new york there's just certain (laughs) things there's just certain things there's like growing up you know everyone didn't is not from the hood but you know growing up in your neighborhood like you know, seeing certain things growing up, like, I I can't even think of, of, of things off the top of my head, but there's just certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a black person, Mm -hmm. like, you know, even though our culture was stripped from us, we do have those, you know, those cultural things that kind of make, shape our, 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 um, our upbringing. Um, and so... Yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on that a little bit, because I thought that was um, an interesting point that you made. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we can get just jump jump. Jump right, right in. Her.
0: I love that point. Um. I think it's interesting, because my daughters have Dominican and mm-hmm. have Black, but I never look at her as Spanish. Right. <laughs> in like, head. I just exactly. don't. I just be like, all right, girl. Right. Like, that's not me.
1: Like, my dad, my whole entire dad's side is from Cuba. Mm-hmm. My dad looks like a Black man, but... Mm-hmm. He looks like a black man, but like my whole side is Spanish. Like mm-hmm, I grew right. up literally like my grandmother don't speak a, almost a lick of English. Mm-hmm. But I've always identified as a black woman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I that's, exactly my, that's
2: the exactly. exactly my point. That's exactly. No, literally, literally <laughs> is my point. Literally.
1: <laughs> and sometimes I feel conflicted. I'm like, should I be
2: put in Hispanic? Like I'm, I'm just confused. Exactly. Great,
0: right. you were raised by a black woman. The black a black woman. You came out
2: of a black woman's body. Yeah. You are a black woman. Period
0: period Period. Period. (laughs) um yeah not to offend anybody um that's never the goal of this show um but i think we're just being facts
1: no yeah and i wanted to i wanted to make that um super clear also because i i'm sure that people have had thoughts on like what we mean by save the black family um the goal is is to you know keep our black unit our black families together Mm -hmm. and to heal that space um and we'll get into the interracial conversation as well because i think that that's super important to have yeah Yeah. i agree um,
0: i agree um and that's a perfect segue because to have a black family you have to date you have to date around right (laughs) you have to see (laughs) who (laughs) is worthy of (laughs) your time both for males females or however you identify um so tiana i'd love to to hear just because you're actively dating right now, and you spoke so well at the at episode two and three. Um, mm-hmm. I love the way you talked about dating. I don't think I've, I've seen someone put it so eloquently. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you, how long have you been single? Are you single <laughs> now, and how long have you been single?
2: I am single now. Mm-hmm. I've been single since 2021. I okay. was in like a short-lived relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I've been single for some time. And before that, I was single for like five years. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, how has the dating scene been for you? Like, what is that high level? <laughs> is there
1: a piss in the dating pool?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> That's
1: what I mean. I'm hearing. Absolutely. I'm hearing that too. Absolutely. It's like kind of
0: nerve-wracking. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Dating, I'll speak for dating this year, has been very interesting. I felt like all of my experiences kept circling me back to dating myself. It kept yeah. circling me back to, like, dating my friends, dating where the love really comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've met some interesting characters. Um, oh, all good people, I'm sure. Good. But <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but in, in my experience, is just every, everything that I've experienced has kept showing me the parts of myself that, like, okay, mm-hmm. if this is where you're still landing, there are certain things about yourself that you're still... But before we through.
1: get into yourself and the things that you're finding about yourself through mm-hmm. dating mm-hmm. and your your singlehood, mm-hmm. talk to us about like what what these situations are like. Like what what is it like dating in 2023? What is it like dating black men? Are you open to dating
2: white men? Are you open to dating Asian men? What what is it giving? Oh, you're trying to get all the tea. We jumping straight out with it. Have you tried a dating okay. app? Yeah, I'm on Inge yeah and i was completely you know how i felt yeah, about dating it. apps i was completely against dating apps so i'll backtrack to what it's like dating right now in 2023 i definitely do always blame social media for the demise of dating and courtship i think that mm-hmm. we are now so accustomed to swiping left swiping right in the dms out the dms block mute restrict like we have all these <laughs> like options right. it, or illusion it seems like we have this illusion mm-hmm. of options and it makes it very hard to genuinely connect I feel like um in my experience there's definitely that absence of really getting to know a person and building a genuine friendship or kind of just jumping into things off the gate I want this I want this and then a couple weeks later you realize you're not actually ready for mm-hmm. what you're asking for yep um yep. so it's really forced me to stick to my boundaries, and going at my pace, mm. and nobody else's. Um, Hinge has taught me how to detach. Mm. I had, and still have, an anxious attachment style, which I'm consistently working through. That's a journey. What
1: does that mean, anxious attachment style?
2: So it means that I really get attached to somebody very quickly, and if I feel any sense of the behavior shifting, I start to like freak out mm-hmm. like I'll start to you know the performing of trying to overcompensate and do more to make sure that this person stays around etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, is it like you're
1: attaching yourself to the idea of this relationship like there's something that you find in this person that you really like whether it's their attractive their height or whatever it's something that checks your box you're like I want this <laughs> I and and you're just like attaching yourself to what that could possibly be
2: it's a few things because an avoided attachment style, an anxious attachment style, it's all stemming from a very similar place. It's mm-hmm. the fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. We all share some type of abandonment wound or childhood <clears throat> wound, whether you avoid attachment because you rather be away from it mm-hmm. because you, want, you don't want to run the risk of being abandoned or you're anxious where you're trying so hard to hold on to it so you don't have to deal with that feeling of mm-hmm. abandonment, right. which is something that I, through the grace of God, feel like I've really worked through. I do I feel like at feel. this point... I have definitely developed a more secure attachment style because Mm -hmm. I'm now very attached to myself. You know what I mean? Um, But to my point, I forgot where I was going with that.
1: You were talking about dating in 2023.
2: Oh, yeah. And you were talking about Hinge. Yes, thank you. Hinge taught you. So Hinge taught me detachment because on Hinge, you're not connected to these people. I didn't like the concept of flipping through people like a catalog. That was Mm. weird to me but it gave me this sense of practice because I'm like, I don't know how to date. Right, right. I go from relationships to situationships and I'm just like, I'm at the point in my life where like, there's no more situationships. Yeah. And you
1: also didn't like the idea of a roster.
2: I didn't. I hated the idea of a roster because I don't have the attention span which literally I don't,
0: I think many recent
2: developments. I really, I really don't, don't have the attention span of, recent developments. <laughs> recent developments of my life. I really don't have the attention span right. for so many different people, like mm-hmm. exchanging that type of energy. And it's really because like when you're someone who's intentional about your interactions to be intentional with just a Seven bunch eight, of random no. people, it's just, that doesn't give right.
0: Nope.
2: Um, so hinge nope. kind of helped me practice. Setting boundaries helped me practice starting a conversation and trying to get to know like a total stranger. And if I felt like it wasn't there, it's like, okay, I'm sorry, this is just mm-hmm. not, I don't want to waste that your much. time. <laughs> that's literally. Cool, and it's that. been great practice for that. I
0: love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. That's an amazing takeaway. Um, yeah. And I love the idea, or not the idea, the realization of you don't have the attention span to have a roster. I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. That's why you end up picking one mm-hmm. and you kind of mess that up because you didn't focus on that one. You spe- you spent so much time trying to please a bunch of different others mm-hmm. that you didn't get to know that one. I think that's interesting. That's true. Yeah. I've always been an advocate
1: for a roster. I've always been Me too. been an advocate for like you know dating as many people as you have the time to. Mhm. Um and when you said, you know, it's hard to be intentional about dating multiple people, I was thinking about that. I'm just like, yeah, like when you're, when you're really being intentional and and you're Mm -hmm. trying to like, you know, get to know someone and like, but I think that, I think that we, I think it's our, our, in our nature, a lot of women, black women just give our all, mm-hmm. and that's the problem because we're, we're literally giving our all, all from the jump, even like in the early dating phase. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we're not physically doing it, we're pre- mentally preparing ourselves mm-hmm. to yeah. give our all, and to, like, yeah. we're planning mm-hmm. what, you know, what this is gonna look like, right. instead of kinda mm-hmm. just going with the flow. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, when you're going with the flow that relieves like that pressure of like me being intentional. Like you can date intentionally unintentionally. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be so planned and calculated. You know what I mean? And I think that that makes it a little bit easier to navigate multiple people. It's kind of like just having friends. Like you're making time Mm -hmm. for your friends. Like you're just getting to know, but it is exhausting. Like people are exhausting at the end of the day. It's 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 really exhausting.
2: exhausting. I think, you know, when I think of going with the flow some t- like I always feel mixed about what going with the flow means right, right exactly um, because I, d- I think it really does depend on what is your situation with that person like mm-hmm. if y'all are actively spending time together and you are now in a space where you're intentionally dealing with this person, What's the what? Are, what's the um, outcome? Of this? Right, like yeah. you're not going to waste my time because we just flow in. This is right. Not like what's the flow? open ocean? Like no. what do we just, <laughs> um, What it's do you not mean? The yeah. Right. So <laughs> no. But I do think that what you just said about friends, like I started looking at dating at this point of like making connections, mm-hmm. networking, networking. That's exactly. what mm-hmm. dating is for me now. It's more of like I'm networking. I'm getting to know different types of human beings, different people without any attachment, without any expectation where I can meet someone and I'm not, my mind is like, oh, this person might be my husband. I blank canvas. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Yeah. And out of this connection, we might become business partners. We might become great friends. Mm -hmm. We might become a a couple. Right. But there was a time where like, Mm -hmm. because I had this idea of what I wanted so badly, every person that I'm meeting, I'm like, okay, I can picture this with this person. But now it's like, Everyone is a networking contact, opportunity, opportunity, <laughs> opportunity until opportunity. Opportunity. it's something else because I don't, I don't know you. No you know way. what I mean?
0: I agree. I think that's such a good outlook. Yeah. Um, you touched on something before about learning yourself while dating. What, what are some things that you've learned about yourself in um, the men that you've dated or are Ooh, dating?
2: That's a good one. I'm not dating anyone right now. Um, but the men that I've dated... I will definitely talk about one experience I've had. Um, My last relationship, actually, the one thing that I realized in that relationship, and this is actually a positive because I don't want to come on here and just talk about the negative experiences. Mm -hmm. There was definitely a side of me that I haven't unlocked yet. And in that experience, it helped me tap into that because there was things that, I feel like that was the first time I really was learning something. Mm -hmm. And someone was able to actually teach me things I wanted to know about, but didn't even know where to start. Mm. Um, I moved to Jersey out of that. I leveled up my job out of that. Like I just started taking risks that mm-hmm. I probably would not have. I probably would have taken smaller steps until I got there. Mm-hmm. But that interaction absolutely put me in my whole bag.
0: That's amazing. Um,
2: and more so because of how this person really carried themselves. Like I was very inspired mm-hmm. by that particular person. Um, and yeah, things didn't work out, but I do feel like there's certain connections that you make literally to exalt you forward. Yes. Right? Um, and yes. I think when we're talking about dating a lot of times you hear all the negative experiences that you had but it's just like without that experience you probably might still be in the same position you were when you actually met that person Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um so yeah i think some of the things i've learned about myself is one anything anything that i want anything i can put my mind to i'm I'm going to do it it's going to happen um i've kind of always been like that in a, in a sense but now i just i think so far out of the box and now mm-hmm. i know i have the capability to do that mm-hmm. to this entire time with all of the negative experiences i had the love that i was looking for was really the love i wanted for myself mm-hmm. that is the biggest thing that i learned mm-hmm. i thought i had a relationship with myself because a lot of times we say it out loud i love myself yeah. right. i have a relationship with myself but i didn't date myself i didn't hang out with myself I didn't get cute really just for myself, like mm-hmm. whether it was for my friends or I'm going out, but it's like, I go to, now when I run errands, I really look yeah. good to run errands. You never know who you're gonna meet first of all. No, you don't know. That's you might fast. meet your man at you... the supermarket. I might <laughs> meet. Don't mm-hmm. be leaving a house looking busted. Like do I girl. get mm-hmm. dressed for me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do now, it's really for me first and whoever it benefits after, that's great. Period. Yo, I love and that. And that's so really much, what I've learned like, in dating. I
0: love that so that's much.
2: Just, becoming a woman though
1: that's what happens when you become a woman yeah you really love just step into this bag where you're just like I love that. it's hard it's so hard just like navigating womanhood and navigating especially with social media like yeah. you know you're just finding yourself who you are your identity mm-hmm. um as an individual yes.
2: Yeah, like, and, and who are you? Right. Who are you? And I've had to ask myself that question so many times. But I think this year alone, on the other side of that, right, like we find all these great things about ourselves. Now we understand love. We understand how to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then when, even with that, you have to face the parts where you weren't at your best yeah, in right. these experiences. And the one thing that I had to learn this year was grace. Mm-hmm. All this time i thought i was being so gracious when you're giving people chance after chance and it's like no you're just being attached you're being codependent Mm -hmm. you're not being gracious you're actually being annoying (laughs) (laughs) and you're annoying them you're annoying yourself like this is over right Right. but i had to learn that i really didn't understand the concept of grace like extending grace does not necessarily mean access like this person doesn't have to have access to me i don't need to have access to them for either of us to extend grace right. to each other. Right. definitely, definitely. Yeah. You
1: touched on a couple of, of different things you learned about yourself. Mm-hmm. What, what were some patterns? Because I feel like we're glossed. I feel like there's a... Like, <laughs> your journey has is so complex. Yeah. And I really want to get into it mm-hmm. because I feel like the growth, <laughs> the growth, the self-awareness, the... Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it might be hard to find a place to start, but I do want to get into that growth and what that looked like for you yeah. and just touch on some of the patterns that you that you noticed about yourself and mm-hmm. why like it wasn't working what yeah. was not working
2: the biggest it's so funny because i just talked to my mom about this earlier today the biggest pattern that i had to realize like i'm very i was very big on words Because I'm someone, if I say something, I really mean it. If I don't like you, you're going to know. If I say what I say say and I stand on it. And I really had a hard time realizing that there are so many people who are really not like that. Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to dating. You know, a lot of times, in my experience, you have guys who... In theory, they have an idea of what they want. Yep. They have this vision of what they want, but when it's time to execute, they're actually not ready for that, mm-hmm. and it shows in their behavior. It shows in the switch up. It shows in all of those things. But what I tend, what I tended to do, was hook on to everything that was being said, mm. because I feel like, okay, if you said it, right. you mean what you say. Right. Yep. But a lot of times, no. These are this. They may. In, in their minds, yes, but they're just not actually there yet. No. Right. That's just not for real. And I had to start to decode things. Just because they're saying it doesn't necessarily mean it's with you. Right. right. Yep. And that's, that's another fact. thing. Right. Someone can say they want marriage and kids and all these things. And we're like, okay, well, they're pursuing me right now. They must kind of see that with me. That's, what, that's why we are talking. No. No. Mm-hmm. That's that not what that means. Fact. Yep. You know? So That's a hard pill to swallow. Very hard. hmm very hard because it's like what <laughs> who would you try to say yeah you know no what I mean but think about it like everybody that you come across have you wanted marriage and kids with every man that you met right no
0: right that's a fact you and know? that is just
2: the process of dating um mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: it's like interviewing for a job you you're not a bunch of candidates yeah. right. to see if it's gonna work right you exactly. learn what you want when you interview a bunch of people exactly yeah
1: and it's a hard, like, and I've been in so many situations where I'm in an interview and they're saying all the things like, you know, you would be doing this and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. And you start to envision envision yourself in that position and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is mine. I got it. And then at the end, they just mm-hmm. like, no, we went with someone else. Right. Right. And that's very similar to dating because mm-hmm. you're having these conversations with these men and they're like, yeah, you know, this is what I, I see mm-hmm. for myself or, you know. This is what I like to do. But you don't see them pursuing those things mm-hmm. with you. Or, right. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But mm-hmm. that's just the, the process of dating. But yeah. I feel like that's a lot of women's struggle. I, I feel like I sent you this, um, this video of a woman talking a, a little bit about how women, a lot of times, like, we just jump the gun.
2: Completely. We jump the
1: gun. Like, we meet somebody. We like them. They're cute and you know they're saying all these nice things mm-hmm. we start picturing it's like we <clears throat> can't help it we start picturing what the future looks like mm-hmm. we start planning our wedding mm-hmm. yeah literally
2: like and a lot of times it's because we're really there right, right. Literally, literally yes it's not like it's not fake and that's, like, the, really fake. And that's the thing mm-hmm. too like when you know that you are a wife mm-hmm. when you know like i don't really walk around like yeah i'm a wife but yeah i am yeah I am, I'm thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And with that, that means that there's a responsibility that you now have to yourself right. when you know that you are that, when you know you are ready for certain things, you can provide certain mm-hmm. things. One, because you gave it to yourself first. And we're gonna touch on that later, mm-hmm. but you gave it to yourself first. So now you're waiting for that aligned man to meet you. Yep. When you are yep. starting to be the woman you are, that wife, that prepared woman. To a man who's just feeding you dreams and you're now giving that all away, what are you actually saving for the man that's really for you, that's going to show up for you and nurture that part of you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a responsibility to women who are feeling like they're ready, but it's like now you have to be more conscious of like, not just you and me, we like, we have to really be more conscious of the energy that we're giving. We don't really have to do much.
0: Yep. No.
2: You really it, don't.
0: You really don't. The it, man
2: I want you, you really won't have to do a do a lot no. for him.
0: Once a guy's mind is switched, you just show up. you you just, like, just sit pretty in the corner, and he will do the rest. Seriously. Literally. It's so true. What I'm hearing though, and what like I didn't know this before because I feel like I didn't properly date. I had a roster, but I chose up. So mm-hmm. I also feel like I did the thing that I wasn't supposed to do. Like I did the thing. Like luckily it worked out, but like you choose one. Like you, you kind of one, you get now. Yeah gravitate towards one Mm -hmm. but i feel like a lot of this is like self-growth for you like yeah and i feel like when until someone does that an adult does that you shouldn't be trying to pursue something with anyone else you shouldn't even become a parent you shouldn't become don't a pet owner like nothing i don't think seriously i don't think you should try to take care of anything and try to feed into anything and pour into anything until you do the work because it's really tough to do the work with someone else there Oh it's thousand. really tough Lord. it's Lord. like you're performing in front of someone and you didn't practice you didn't you didn't practice Girl, the show you better You're just performing you winging it and Literally. we can't win shit at this age Literally. you can do what you want Hard. It's not the age, but it's just you know what I'm saying it's the long it's, it's how you see your life playing out. How long are you going to keep playing games? you have yeah. to grow up and so you have to do the self work and and I think what I'm hearing is like it is a tough pill to swallow when you realize someone doesn't want to do something with you. But mm-hmm. I feel like you've taken that ego out. So now you can like, okay, I got you. Right. Yeah. Thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. Now let me go find, you know, my guy yeah. or my girl. But when you have that ego in you, you didn't do the work yet. I'm so glad you said that because this is something I
2: actually learned while I was in therapy. And I think I talked on this on my Instagram at some point, but a lot of times when and I'm speaking for women, cause I'm a woman, I'm sure men do this too. But when you're like, holding on to a very dead situation, Mm -hmm. it's not because you want that person, it's your ego. Yep, right. Mm -hmm. It's your ego that you're wrestling with because the thought of that person moving on and meeting somebody else, the thought that you invested all this time, now you can't walk away, the thought you're only hurting yourself, you're wrestling with your ego. You really are. Once you drop the ego and just be like, you know what, this ain't working. He don't want me. I don't really want him. Yeah. <laughs> like, drop we the can ego. just Drop the ego. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And, gra- and if y'all supposed to be, it will find its way back. But it's like a lot of times we're fighting for things because we feel like this person shouldn't walk away from us. Or we feel like. Mm-hmm. Or we don't they, want to
0: see them with somebody else. Right. It's mm-hmm. like. But what's the trade-off? Right, literally, like, like your mental health? What's the trade-off? Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Now you're wasting no. time. Now you're wasting your own time. And we're years off, stress kills. Stress kills. You're shaving your lifespan? What that mean? Literally. literally. My mother always told me, or, or, or always says to me,
1: don't waste your pretty years. Seriously? And it's like, a That's lot factual. of us have wasted a lot of time oh yeah, time, oh, yeah. our pretty years. And yeah. it's like especially when you're in long term relationships it gets really, really sticky and it's it gets mm-hmm. harder to mm-hmm. leave those relationships. But that's why I always revert back to, you know, my girl Lori.
0: She love you on this side, Lori. We love you. Long, we it love don't you. matter how. It really don't, long. and what they do for you, right? It really doesn't. You're not if about you're to waste no her pretty ears. No. If you're no. no
1: longer serving me, you I gots gotta to go. go. You got to go. Period. Yeah. No. And seriously. some people like
2: to think of that as like being transactional, but it's just like if. I am absolutely not getting anything that's benefiting my well-being now at this point. That means at some point you aren't either. Right, so right. why are we in this? Right. You know what I struggle with right. though?
1: It's hard. It's like you have these conversations. It's like we got all the answers. People got all the answers. But it's like I struggle with... So there's also this conversation around like the illusion of, choice, of options. Right? right. And it's like you don't want to have the mentality of just up and leaving right and not sticking things through mm-hmm. because you're going to go through things with whoever mm-hmm. um and i guess this is a little bit i guess this kind of starts in the dating phase because you know a lot of times people are quick to ghost people are, are mm-hmm. quick to jump ship um just at the slightest things yeah. and it's like finding that balance it's hard mm-hmm. like how to like and i feel like you've struggled with this a little bit yeah trying to figure out like how long do you hold on yeah. at what point is enough enough it's right. one thing for a guy to be clearly showing yeah. you that right that's 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 one thing yep. but you know like there's also some value in in sticking it out and growing with someone and yeah and all of those things but it's just really difficult to
2: it is i a thousand percent agree with that and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm definitely not the... As soon as one bad thing happens, strike you out. Right. I think there's a few things that are important in this conversation. One, patterns of behavior. Absolutely. Once you have a conversation with someone about a boundary or something that they did or something that made you feel uncomfortable and y'all have talked about it, but now you see that this is a repeated behavior, that means that this something about this person doesn't align with who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you had that problem in the beginning and you stick it out and five years later your relationship ends because of the same problem you had in the beginning, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you are trying, this is who this person is. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we try to build this, the idea we have of the person we want with the person that has been delivered to us, but that may not, that just might not be your person. Right. And I think that's a good benchmark of knowing like when it's time to kind of check out. Ignoring like the red flags and things or your red flags. Or your red flags, Mm -hmm. right? Because you, this person might be who they are and you might be who you are and who you are just doesn't align. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. They're a bad person. It doesn't mean that. It just means that there's someone more equally yoked with who you are. Absolutely. And that can happen at any stage of a relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like people be so shocked when they see people who's divorcing after 15 years or 20 years. They're not the same people.
0: They're not the same people. It's a
2: blessing if you can continuously grow and get to know that person Mm -hmm. over and And over again. Each time. Each time. That is a blessing. It's Mm -hmm. difficult. But it's difficult. And you have to have a person who wants to do that work. Now, in dating it's work to keep going through that process of getting to know a person.
0: Yes, that's draining. And then if it
2: don't work out, you're getting to know another person. Mm-hmm. It, it is very draining, mm-hmm. you know, which is why it takes me back to the element of friendship.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If we take out all the expectations and let's just hang out. Right. And see if we actually just, like each other. Do we like, actually like right, each other yeah. as people? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people are heavily attracted to the idea of each other, the lust part of it. Y'all look good. We look good. We hang out. It's a vibe. But like, Outside of that, do I, like, I really like you. Right. yeah. Like, I know what it takes to be in a long-term friendship. Right. I've been friends with my, one of my best friends almost 20 years. I've been mm-hmm. friends with Elisa. I met Elisa when she was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we've been through things as friends. That takes effort and mm-hmm. forgiveness and work and healing mm-hmm. to be in a long-term friendship. So why would that not apply if I'm going into this trying to date somebody? Right.
1: You know what I found, though, though? I said I found, though, though.
2: <laughs> don't edit that. I,
1: f- <laughs> I find that black, a lot of black men don't really like black women. They, I feel like mm-hmm. black women trigger them. A thousand percent. And vice versa. Mhm. And that is the, the whole entire point of Bay Room because there are so many, Areas mm-hmm. where we trigger each other. Oh yeah. For black men, they may have grown up with a a a, a woman, a single mother, who was short-tempered, who had an attitude, mm-hmm. who was snappy, who mm-hmm. was spicy, and those things trigger them. Um, you know, I look at the dynamic between like white guys who date black black women, and they're not so easily triggered.
0: You know. No. Mm-hmm.
1: Black men will look at them like, oh, they're a simp, or oh, you know, like, you know, they 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 they're letting this woman walk all over them, or they're, it's and I that may be the case in in some in some cases, but I think they're just not triggered. They, it's just like they're just not as sensitive to certain um, ways of communication and certain interactions. Mm-hmm. Not saying that you know there's anything wrong. I, I don't think that it's okay to walk around with a chip on your shoulder in your relationship or you know feisty. I think that as black women, we have to work on our attitudes, work on our patience, mm-hmm. work on the way that we communicate. Mm-hmm. But there's something. To, there's something to that though. And I think that a lot of black men are triggered and a lot of just black people in general are triggered in their relationships because of PTSD, because of um, mommy issues, daddy mm-hmm. issues. A lot of black men are looking to their women to be their mothers. Mm -hmm. And then, and we carry that burden Mm -hmm. and because we've seen our mothers be mothers, single mothers and and holding everything down, holding, whether it's their partner, their children, we're automatically doing that Mm -hmm. in our relationships. And it's just an unhealthy dynamic. Agreed. Um, And so that brings me to this conversation around like PTSD
2: when it comes to black men. Girl, it exists and it's real. And this is a, it's a really sad truth, but it's like, my truth is that every black man that I've encountered outside of someone like, of course, my male friends, but all of the trauma I've ever experienced, starting from my dad, was at the hands of a black man. I agree. And
0: I've
2: never, and I say this, like, I've never experienced trauma from a white man because I don't insert myself in, like, white spaces other than, like, work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So... I've never like, inter- I don't know. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I mm. pray I'll never have that issue, ever.
0: <laughs> but like, okay, it don't gotta come, to that. It don't gotta don't come to, to that. I don't want to come <laughs> to that, it's not right, okay? You know Act what I right. mean?
2: But all of my, so it's like, so it's all of these layers of healing. Like you heal from your father wound, but then you have had XYZ experiences with other black men after that were so traumatic on so many different levels. So by the time you get ready to settle down, and you're trying to date, It's re- that's where it takes me back to that, like, taking time to actually, like, heal. Like, yes. be alone. Yes, be because alone. Because it does take a level of knowing what your triggers are and how to step away from them. And knowing, like, okay, I'm reacting to a trigger. I'm not reacting mm-hmm. to the person. Right. And the same goes for black men. And something that you said that you don't think a lot of black men and women actually like each other. Mm-hmm. These gender wars on social media, it's, it's like, it feeds the it feeds this belief that we are to be against each other mm-hmm. but it makes me, it's, it weirds me out too because it's like sometimes like do y'all actually like like sometimes i see takes from men and it's like do y'all actually like dead-ass like women in like in general <laughs>
1: no
2: because it it freaks me out don't it's don't like know
1: how to how to like actually like how to embrace admire mm-hmm. like respect they don't know how
2: yeah they don't know how and i think it's interesting you said something about and this is not speaking for all black men because there's some amazing Mm -hmm. wonderful like chef's kiss of black men that i have the pleasure to be friends with to converse with Mm -hmm. and to have these exact conversations with so it's always great getting the male perspective and from what they see on their side of it but also the accountability that they have and on purpose i've been connecting with more men. Platonically that are aligned with who I am and where I am now. So I can really hear and understand that perspective there's something you said about um, Looking at you know a white man like as a simp because he really values this black woman But I've actually seen other black men call another black man a simp because they put their wife first Mm -hmm. Because they tell their wife everything that they're doing and every place that they go and out of just respect So she doesn't worry like, did you ever think that she just doesn't want to worry about where her black yeah. husband is in America? Like, did right. you ever just think that? No. Like, you know, so...
0: They fight in invisible wars. It's, a, it's like, such ridiculous. an invisible
2: war. And I do think that social media is such a dangerous playground for these ideologies. There's other podcasts who feed into these beliefs. Yes, There's absolutely. all types of takes on this internet. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and I think when you're single... You have to have to discern the information that you're taking in to attract what you really want.
0: Right. Yes. For sure. Yes, because
1: absolutely. Because it's easy to get lost in the sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy to kind of like use social media as like a tool to navigate, one, to form your opinion. Yeah. Which is absurd. A thousand percent. Instead of going based off of your experiences, mm-hmm. um, using social media to, to, to form your opinion of what a relationship should look like, mm-hmm. what a woman is, what a man is, like all of these things. There's so much information. There's so many it's perspectives, so many opinions. And it's like, if you just unplug for a minute, mm-hmm. talk to yourself. We talked about trusting yourself mm-hmm. and doing the work it's that much easier to attract what it is that you're looking for.
2: A thousand percent. Absolutely. And those
1: things happen more organically.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, to that that point about like PTSD, I realized like, you know, I've been in like toxic relationships with like super aggressive men. And I noticed that and also like growing up in a home <clears throat> where there's yelling, mm-hmm. I noticed that I'm like super sensitive to yelling yeah. in like certain conflicts and the way that conflict happens, like I don't mind yelling like I don't mind <laughs> I don't, I don't mind that but it does like in certain conversations like it does trigger me mm-hmm. um I'm realizing about myself like I've never I, I've learned how to be more of a submissive woman mm-hmm. but I'm realizing that I really need a man who is going to balance me at the height of my emotions and I feel like a mm. lot of black men don't know how to do that no. yeah I feel like a lot of men in general and you know like I don't want to put black make this like a black thing it's just I, I, I've never dated anything oh <laughs> else? right so you're really <laughs> only speaking so from, from what like, you know and maybe that's a bad thing um but it's like I I've never come across a man who knew how to navigate and even out my emotions at the height of my emotions. Mm-hmm. It's always a war. It's mm-hmm. always a fight fire with fire. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that comes from, I don't know if that comes with becoming a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it is it one of those things where it's like, Once you actually become a man, you Mm -hmm. realize that as the leader, you also need to lead emotionally. And it's just as a partner, kind of like picking up that slack and kind of just like, you know, being that that balance in those in those situations. Um, But yeah, I'm realizing like as I get older and as I'm learning myself, like I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. I don't do that well under a certain amount of pressure, mm-hmm. and sometimes, depending on who I'm talking to, that may come off as like short patience or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. I really need somebody who is gonna make me feel safe emotionally. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And I, I definitely do think that goes back into like childhood, right? I feel like the common theme with the men that I've dated, a lot of them were raised by single mothers. Yeah, and being raised by a single mother who is raising a son, it is very difficult to be mother and father and in the day in in and day out, Mm -hmm. like the day in, the day out of raising, especially in the fear that comes with raising a black son in Mm -hmm. this country or anywhere probably around the world, right? So a lot of times when um, that, the reaction that a mom has when she's like, tired and yelling and she's screaming and she's doing all this because she's just tired she's afraid she's just trying to make ends meet like you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so by the time that same young man starts to meet a woman Mm -hmm. you know what I mean he also can't take the yelling Mm -hmm. he also can't take the attitude he also can't he can't receive it so this now comes into communication right yep what have you been through and that's something in dating like when I'm like, it's a, I think Ooh, dating that's also a powerful question. What have you been through? Like what, like we all come with a story. There's a reason why we interact with each other this way. So what happened mm-hmm. in your childhood that makes it difficult for you to communicate with me in the way that I need that, that needs that makes needs to make this work. Right. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, for me, like, I don't do well when people start to get shaky and switch up.
0: Mm-hmm. Why?
2: I had an inconsistent and absent dad. God rest his soul. Love my dad. That's the homie. Yeah, He was the homie in my adult life. But in childhood, he was here the next day, gone the mm-hmm. next. Like, so when people be flaky, that triggers the fuck out of me. Like, I will not speak to you at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If I feel mm-hmm. like you're flaky, inconsistent, that's what I'm working through now. It's like, I have to be patient in that aspect because life be happening to people, et cetera. But But communication is key. Communication.
1: Because you're going to make time for who you want to make time for.
2: Communication is key. And I think there's a level of vulnerability that even in dating, when you're actually like seriously deciding that, okay, I I really do want to date this person. There has to be an even exchange of vulnerability. Absolutely. Because everybody's coming with some type of trauma. Mm -hmm. And if we don't know or understand that from the gate, how will I even know how to communicate Mm -hmm, with you? mm -hmm. You know,
1: there was something that, um, someone had commented recently under one of our reels that said, it's not our job as a parent or it's not the parent's job to teach women, our daughters, how to deal with black men and their trauma. Mm. And as you were sitting here talking about like what what do you you know what did you go through what have you gone through? It's so many of our stories, mm-hmm. black men and black women. We have so much trauma attached to who we are as people,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and positive. There's positivity that comes from it, but there's a lot of negative that mm-hmm. comes from it, um, and it translates in our relationships. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you guys think about that idea that like? this come healed idea and I know I said that um, mm-hmm. in episode two and three um and and that means like of course having a level of self-awareness and mm-hmm. and doing the work in a certain kind of way but sh- should we be given the tools on how to navigate each other's trauma that's
0: a great question. I think for that I break it down this way I have the tools to help you I'm a great listener I'm a great speaker. I will be there for you, but I'm old enough, discerning enough to know when to let that go. Mm-hmm. How I choose to help you is my choice. So I can be there for you through your trauma. Like, absolutely. And if you show me that, hey, I'm working through this, what, have any resources? Absolutely. But I'm discerning enough to know this is not serving me. This is actually draining me to walk away. Right. So I don't think it's about teaching your, your daughters or sons to deal with anyone's trauma. No, right. you're no one's parent. We're not equipped. If I wanted to go to be a psychologist, that's what I would have done. <laughs> that's not my job it's not my or ministry, my career right. path or my <laughs> ministry. Just want to make that clear. But I do have the tools to help someone through their trauma mm-hmm. or with their trauma or identify their trauma if I so choose to. But no, so it's not, I don't think it's someone's choice to, to, to say like, here's how you recognize that. Here's how you help someone through that. But as a discerning adult, I'm going to help you as I, the re, energy has to be reciprocated. Right, right. So that's the answer to that for me. Like I don't, and I also don't think that just because someone has trauma, you need to like steer clear um, yeah. because you may be a, that angel for them. Right. You don't I'm know how so you show up in people's lives. Mm-hmm. I remember I worked at a job one time and this lady was like, my back hurts, my back hurts. And she was just going on and on like about her back. And I was like, you need to take care of yourself. Like, I don't know you, but you need to take care of yourself. What do you do? I was like, you got kids. What? And she's like, I have kids. They're in college. I do this, that. And I was like, so when do you go to physical therapy just to see if she goes to physical therapy? She's like, I've never been. Your back hurts and you've never been to physical therapy at that big age. And I realized people don't put themselves first. But she told me, she was like, you were sent here to tell that to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you were sent here to say that. And that's bare basic level of like, go get help, girl. But you don't know how you show up in people's lives. So you don't have to be cold to their trauma. Mm -hmm. You just have to be discerning to when to walk away from that and when to stop helping and when to stop assisting. And that's what people don't get. Like, you don't got to be there forever. You're just there to light that match and just move on. That was
2: my lesson for this summer Mm. where I realized that was my biggest lesson in extending grace. And I realized that hmm, maybe, maybe I was sent in this person's life because my spirit and my light is something that they desperately needed. Mm-hmm. And when that time has passed, it was time for me to move on. It was time for God to remove that situation. That's it. And that's something that, especially when you are discerning, you're growing in the spirit, etc. So also just be mindful of the fact that we are all souls having a human mm-hmm. experience. We all heal each other and, and, and interact with each other mm-hmm. in very divine yep. ways. And sometimes mm-hmm. you are the person that's just sent to be in that person's life because they needed you, not that you needed them. Right, right. exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, that's a very interesting take from like the comment on your reel. I think that there's so many different ways to help someone through mm-hmm. trauma and I think the biggest way is through prayer. You're not mm-hmm. going to strain, you're not going to drain me with your trauma. Mm-hmm. I can pray for you. God can do what I can't. <laughs> like, I am not that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like God can do where I can't. I think that, if someone is like going to a therapist, if you don't actually talk to your therapist about your trauma and why you're there, they cannot help you. Right. Exactly. exactly. So mm-hmm. if the concept of working through someone's trauma is taking the behaviors that comes with your triggers and all of that and then starting to trigger my trauma and mm-hmm. now we're just trauma we're bonding. Yeah, right? no, Mm-mm. that's not going to work. I think it's OK to like you said, look, mm-hmm. these are the resources that I have. Do you want access to these resources? Mm-hmm. The answer is really yes or no. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're not working with me and building trust and vulnerability, you can't find success with a, even a licensed professional no. if you're not trusting and vulnerable. Right. No. Or no. if you're not honest.
0: Right. I think that's a good, and I like just to circle back, I think if you offer someone resources for anything, anything, anything to help them elevate Mm-hmm. a biggest indicator if that relationship is going to work is if they take them or not right. right you know how grateful you should be if someone offers to help you in any way this world is harsh there are people that cannot afford therapy there mm-hmm. are people that cannot afford other resources that are out there if someone offers to elevate your life in any way mm-hmm. and you just decline i think that that could be an indicator of like this is not going to work this yeah. is not gonna work. yeah
1: people are not um open to growth no
0: and, and yeah
1: self-development
0: Right. Some people, All of those things. Yeah. Some
2: people have a very fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's how the world works. You need a balance <laughs> of both. People with growth mindsets typically are more successful. Mm-hmm. Because if you're fixed, you're stuck in a way. Right. A lot of people are in a fixed mindset. They can't see past what's in front of them. People with growth mindsets, there's no ceiling. Right. Like, literally. They, they are literally the most successful people. They're borderline delusional. Literally. Right. Hello.
0: Hello. Is <laughs> you know this mean? the Lulu?
2: <laughs> like, literally, you know? So, I think that, um, no, I don't think that we should be raising anyone to just deal with right. someone's trauma. I think that it's okay. Not deal
1: with, but teach them how to. So, the idea was like, I think the, the, in the reel, I was talking about how, you know, growing up in a single household, raised by a single mother. We're not taught how to love a black man.
2: I don't agree with that at all. And
1: in in a certain in a certain way, like we don't see the the dynamic between a black man and black and a and a black man and a black woman, and you know we don't really know how to to not saying that life doesn't teach us how to love a black man, but mm-hmm. we're not see it. We're, yeah we're not raised to to have a certain respect or a certain because a lot of those things those behaviors are are taught through like observation um yeah what what do you mean
2: i don't agree with that because i could again i can only speak from my own experience i'm gonna tell you a story about my grandma that i recently learned her she moved up here in like the 60s her and my granddaddy got their first apartment together in harlem and one day um you know he was coming from work but she used to put they didn't have a lot of money but she used to put newspaper in his coat and in his shoes so his feet don't get wet mm-hmm. and so his coat was warm mm-hmm. and that to, like first of all the that level of resourcefulness is just like I
0: didn't even know that newspapers had this ability to do such things me neither <laughs> like, this me is neither right. but
2: she would do those things so he wasn't wet and he wasn't cold mm-hmm. and I love that love my granddaddy, but you know, he was in these streets. She right. didn't got divorced. And my grandmother divorced him when my mom was two. Mm. I've seen the women in my family really love on black men. And I've seen that effort not reciprocated in the way mm. that they deserve. And I feel like that's a lot of what we've seen. So at, I'm not, know?
1: when I, so when I say love, I think it's in our nature to care for. Mm-hmm. It's in our nature to nurture. It's in our nature to provide and protect in certain ways mm-hmm. our black men. Um, when I talk about loving a black man, I'm, I'm talking about how we interact with them, um, mm-hmm. having a certain level of grace for their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about loving them in their love language. Yeah. So a lot of times we see us cooking, cleaning, doing all the things, filling their coats with newspaper as our way of of Mm -hmm. loving, but they still may may feel a void in certain areas because, you know, for whatever reason, we aren't loving them the way that they need to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so that is really what I'm talking about. I'm Mm -hmm. not really talking about us showing up for our black men because we do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really talking about making them feel... um, loved in a different way a lot of that sometimes comes from like the way that we're communicating with them Mm -hmm. um and and that what that dynamic looks like so that's really that's really what um what i was meaning
0: yeah
1: um and i think that you know when you get into a relationship with a black man there's so many different things that you learn about their experiences Mm -hmm. and about how you actually should be loving um just this man in general um and that's not how that's not what we see growing up i can't say life.
2: that i feel like i've seen like i've seen my mom in marriage
1: well yeah if you've grown up yeah seeing like that, you then know i've I'm seen talking about like growing up in a in a dynamic where you don't see relationships
2: but even in that dynamic my mom's divorced you know and i've seen that old and i was like in my teens i've seen divorce old enough to know what it like really looks like and and this is you know Hispanic man, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I love my stepdad. He's the dad that I really know. But I think with that the trauma that even comes from even his community Mm -hmm. and his upbringing, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to to learn someone's love language when they don't even know it themselves and they don't Mm -hmm. show it to themselves and they don't
0: speak. Mm -hmm.
2: So I think it's important when we talk about learning to love a man in his love language First, he has to know what is his love language, yeah. mm-hmm. because you can try all of them. Mm-hmm. You can try all of them at the same damn time, <laughs> right. and that he is, is still, He's still gonna be like, miserable. Um, He's still like, wish she yeah. yeah. at?" Yeah. And it's like, what more mm. do you need? My blood? Like, what more no, do I need to give you? Do seriously. you need a kidney? Like, I
1: mean, yeah, I understand it.
2: You know what I mean? And I think the same vice versa for women. I feel like. In order for, and this ties back to really learning yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how you show up for you, if you don't know how to give yourself the things you need, if you don't know your own love languages, and it's okay if your love languages change. It's okay if all of them weigh equally. Mm-hmm. But you need to know that. Right. Because if you don't know how to teach yourself that and give that to yourself, how could you, it's not fair to mm-hmm. expect that from somebody else. Mm-hmm.
0: That's you that's know? True. I a thousand percent agree. So where are you now in dating and in?
2: Mm-hmm. Where are you? I'm in a really happy place. Yes. I'm not dating. <laughs> well, you're here to hear. <laughs> I am, but I'm so at peace. Yeah, like, that. I'm so, so it's at because peace. because you're not dating? No, it's not because I'm not dating. It's because there's nothing in my life other than the regular, regular adulting bills, random adulting stuff that can stress you out. Mm. But I feel like there's things in life that happen we have no control over but my connections and where I spend my time is the one things that I do have control over. And I think a lot of times in dating, in my experience, I've spent time trying to control a narrative Mm -hmm. and now I'm not. Yeah, I believe God is sending my husband. My husband is coming. No, he's coming. He's he's on his way. He's I feel here. him. I he's literally feel him. I literally feel him. He just, him. You're gonna he gonna just has him. to find my address or my Instagram. I, yeah. Not the address. Don't let him not pull he up. Might on not not pull he up might knock on door. Might, or the door. Be he bell. might be in the building. He,
0: he might be in the He might live here. I think he's here. I feel him. Too. I literally they don't. I feel him. I'm I'm
2: taking this energy. I feel him. I literally feel like he's on his way. I do. I feel him for you. I'm I'm content with where I am. Like I'm. I'm happy
0: I think just observing you Mm -hmm. just I just you just the viewpoint that I get of you you come off so elevated that I know your husband's around like (laughs) because and elevated and I don't even know if that's the word because it's so it's so much to that word it's layers because the way I'm viewing it she's just yeah like you're ready but you are so self-aware to me like there's people that get it and there's people that really get it like and you've done the work. And I wanted yeah. people to understand, because I know people say it on Instagram, we've gotten past the phase of like self-care is not bubble baths. It's really looking in the mirror and taking time. I don't know if everybody got that message, stuff. that it's, message though. It's the hard stuff. It's not taking baths and buying yourself expensive bags and it's not it's not. It's not leaving work early on Fridays. It's not getting drinks at bars. You know, it's it's literally doing the work so it's aggressively. Where you, your, your future self is smiling. Future you is just smiling so hard because you're so deserving yeah. of, of to see the lens on life not be so rosy because you grew up and, you, and you've grown in yourself. Yeah. So I see that in you. That's Thank why you. I know your lens is around. And I, I do know. buy
2: myself a nice expensive bag Period. to compliment I mean, the work. As you should. As because you should. Because I do, th- like, I feel like, you know. It's balance. Absolutely. Those hard conversations is very real. Mm-hmm. Raw, real conversation. I've talked to myself in ways that I wouldn't let anybody else talk to me. Same. Cause I had yep. to really like mm-hmm. look in the it, mirror yeah. and say, "You are, you are the bozo right, right. now." <laughs> like it's <laughs> like, you. I've had to say that, some things, and people might go some type of way. Be careful how you talk to yourself. No, I had to dead ass <laughs> no. say, "Like girl, you're tripping. Yes. you are the one in the big red nose right now. Yeah, this is tears. jokes. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. How did we get here? And what are friends, we doing? too.
1: We've had to have some hard. We've had to have some with, each other, with about... each other.
0: That's you know, you should. and I think that's
1: a whole nother that's a whole other conversation. It's a whole other episode. Your, your friends kind of being a part of that growth process and what that looks like. And, you know, you may hear something your friends say one day and you're like, um, I didn't really like... We've yeah. had so many of yeah. that, those moments had where, to call
2: each other out. Yeah. How mm-hmm. to understand each other's boundaries as we grow as yeah. women. And I think that's really important. But it's also learning those boundaries with yourself. Now it's like, okay, this really bothers me. This didn't used to bother me a couple of years ago, but now... I think this is we got to switch up how we yep. do this. It is you know? important, friends,
1: girls, girlfriends, to if you can't keep it real with your friends, reevaluate. You gotta go. Those it's so draining to sit and hear somebody talk about their issues, and everybody is not always in this space. And that's another thing, like understand where your friends are in their journey, um, because you'll either ruin your friendship trying to be real all the time Mm -hmm. and your friend is not in a space to receive Mm -hmm. um or you know you'll just drain yourself constantly saying the same thing over and over and over again and your friend is not ready to receive like like literally like assess where your friends are Mm -hmm. but um most importantly just have people around you that's going to keep it above like yeah yeah i've seen my friends be in spaces like i literally had to say to her before like why do you keep giving this person your time? Mm-hmm. A question that she she may not have asked herself,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And in the same respect, I've had to say to her, "What we, what's happening? What is going yeah. on? What are you like? <laughs> what's going on? Did you, did you fall do we have to pull up? Head? Like, where are we at with this? You know <laughs> what I mean? And I think that that's real because it's just an act of love. It's just learning that like mm-hmm. you also have to know when your friend is just not in the space to receive that. Exactly, from you. that's important. Because the ultimate thing is that you want to know that this is a safe space and it's right. coming from a space of love. Yes. Yeah, like I had to tell Lisa you will always be and I'm saying this on camera and don't edit it this is my priority this is where my loyalty lies period
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's real you know what I mean and I think that mm-hmm. you have to as a friend know to assess where your friend is at what they need from you and when they need it mm-hmm. right you know and in that same respect when you are going through a situation that you are not yet ready to let go of, whatever the case may be Find other outlets. Therapy is an amazing outlet. I was in therapy for four years. This was my first year comp- therapy-free,
0: mm-hmm.
2: navigating life with my just tools.
0: Right. And mm-hmm. I didn't
2: set nothing on fire. No one's harmed. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. Right.
0: right. You know, Period.
2: I'm happy. Yeah, I'm you know what I mean? No, but yes. talk to God. God. I was just about
1: to say, talking to God. God, God is the,
2: the counselor, the therapist. Mm-hmm. And my relationship with God has blossomed in ways that I'm just... I've never felt disconnected before. And it's just gonna keep getting deeper. But because you have, you can't constantly, everyone's dealing with their own shit. Right,
0: right, exactly.
2: Calling up your friends, talking about the same thing over and over, they're only human. Mm
0: -hmm. You're gonna start pushing them away because people that are elevating can't be around it. It's like a a rejecting kidney. It It is, I've had to let go of friends, and not by choice. Because my body was literally rejecting you, oh, like hanging around you gosh. was literally draining, draining me, me, and I couldn't put a word on it. Cause I like you, you're fun, you're a good mm-hmm. time, but something about you, like if I can, if I have more negatives than than positives, you gotta go. I'm too old. I gotta go home to my kid. I gotta entertain and drink and pour into that, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta drain that energy, so it's too much. When no. you're in a
1: certain space in life, when you're you have certain priorities, mm-hmm. and then also when you're just. In a different headspace. It's one of the most frustrating things and also sad things to start to feel what's the word? The, the distance mm-hmm. between your, or, or the, the. Um, what is the word? Where you just feel disconnected. The disconnection
2: yeah.
1: between people who you are closest to mm-hmm. because you're in different spaces and in different places in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yes,
0: ma'am. But that's
2: a whole other episode. Yep. And the, but that ties into like romance too. Right. It's hard when you outgrow your partner. Yeah. Or the person that you were getting to know or dating. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's like you're now here, this person is still here, and it starts to be like how much more am I willing to stay stuck in this same place mm-hmm. when I'm trying to go here and you're still like here? Yes. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean?
0: That was weird. (laughs) What?
2: Am I annoying for that?
1: Let me just say, we are drinking. Look, they must have liked this shit. Alcohol free. It is literally alcohol free.
2: I do think that there's a little something. It's it's a little like something like calming.
1: It's, a mean,
2: it's like something in it. She's about to get you you She's about to get the lights off. I'm sorry, y'all. She's about
1: to get <laughs> the out. I am literally just coming back alive because the way the flu tried to take me out. Yeah, flu no. is no joke. It kills a lot of Americans.
0: <laughs> no, it really call. does. You can wrap this up, sir. <laughs> No, it really does. It's so crazy because before COVID, people yep. used to have <laughs> <in games>. yep. <laughs> I'm going to scare y'all a little bit because take care of yourselves. Stop going to work and stuff with the flu. Um, oh, yeah, and scary. stop sending your kids to school with things that can be tested for. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. If your kid yeah, can be tested it for home. it, don't send them. If they have a call for you, tested for everything, they don't have nothing, I think they can go. But if yeah. it's if a test for it <laughs> and they have it, don't send them to school because my kid gets sick. But what I'm trying to say is the flu... Was killing a lot of Americans like two hundred or something thousand Americans a year before COVID. Yeah, and of people course. when I heard the flu, I heard it like I thought it was like a cold. So people would say, "Oh, I have the flu," and I'm like, "Oh, the flu, it's the flu." It's kind of like the, a Yo, cold. Yo, I, I had the flu last like the year. Flu,
2: it's a cold. I literally feel like the flu and COVID is like the same. They're thing. like family members. They definitely yeah, they are. are. They're respiratory yeah.
0: illnesses. They fuck up your lungs, and if you have underlying diseases, don't catch one. So. Yeah. Okay. That's our medical Disclaimer. Lesson. Go get textiles. That's our medical <laughs> lesson for today. I want you all to be safe and stop sending your kids to school safe.
1: That's good. Tiana, was there anything else you wanted to, to touch on or cover
2: in no. this date night talk? well it was something that we just briefly talked about before we started and it was just about i I really need to talk on this this list applebee's oh versus my gosh Cheesecake oh, like, factory um, where people
0: don't want to date yeah you know, that's crazy that people even have i'm not saying don't have standards but how are you excluding like anything
2: Applebee's can get... That's definitely not. First of all, their food is just nasty.
0: Yeah, I feel like they all the same, too. Applebee's chili. Are people taking people to Applebee's for dates? I would
2: not know. I don't hang around people that take people to Applebee's <laughs> for dates. <laughs> I, so I literally here. But
0: no, I just... I literally would husband, don't take her to Applebee's. <laughs> I literally <laughs> wouldn't I, know.
2: I don't
1: think you need to spend $200 on a first date. I don't either. Are there really nice first dates where $200, $300 need to be spent? Yes. Mm-hmm. But... Do I mind a $200, $300 first date? No. (laughs) But you don't need to spend that. You don't need to spend a dime
2: on a first date.
0: I would rather go get a coffee. Yes. Literally, I would rather go
2: get a chai latte and take a walk.
0: Seriously. Yes.
2: I think the larger conversation, I think the larger elephant in the room around that conversation is where and who the request is coming from. I'm a firm, firm, firm believer on if you can't take yourself out for a $700 date and fly yourself <laughs> out, you should absolutely not be demanding anyone's son because no one's going to demand my little brother to fly them anywhere. No. No one's doing that. You know what I mean? Like, you should absolutely be in a position where you can... I feel like when you are giving these things to yourself,
0: right. you don't have you don't that demand from yeah. someone else. And you things said that it's
2: The so, things that you're seeking from a man is literally not that. Right. They're nice-to-haves, and... You know, these are things you enjoy doing. So you would like to be with someone who enjoys doing those things, too. But, like, it's not a requirement for someone to have access to you. Right.
0: No. And don't let these rap lyrics and social media videos videos trick your mind into thinking that 25-year-olds have funds (laughs) to take you, to fly you out. (laughs) For a seven-day vacation. And even if they did have the funds, it's It's, it's like, ridiculous. I think it's a ridiculous It's not how you ask. build connections. It's not. And I think when you do that for yourself, you've set a standard. So the people you hang around need to be doing that. Don't set that standard and still decide to go to McDonald's or wherever you think you're going to meet some guy. Like, I think it needs to match. Like, right. yeah. so the girlies that are doing that, they're not in those spaces where guys can't do that. So, yes, it's not a requirement. Like, right. whereas the people that made this list, I don't know if you're in that space. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see the list. I didn't really pay too much. Content. It's like Cheesecake Factory, which I, I think is think absurd. And I love Factory. Cheesecake Factory. I
2: actually really do love Cheesecake Factory. I think that's absurd
0: Factory. that you would even make it's a list. Like, you're talking about you want to find love. She <laughs> said it's not one of my Cheesecake Factory. things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like cheesecake, I love cheesecake Factory. Factory. I'm, I'm appreciative. I like
2: going to the gym. I'm there was things on there that was just like... She
1: said go- so, what was on this list?
2: It was a few things. It was like coffee dates, walks in a this park, this was a no. Yes, Coffee dates, crazy. walks in a park, gym, um, cheesecake factory, Definitely Applebee's, BBQ's. Definitely don't want to go to the gym as a first date. Maybe but we could do
0: something cute, like ride a bike. I think it that's depends to work on the out. person. I think it depends on the person, but I think to, to make a list is absurd. Yeah. Like, you're crazy. Because it's like, you could have your nose in your head, but for you to tell someone up front, like, yo, I don't do Applebee's, I don't, he'll know that if he talks so to you. I'm going to tell someone up front, up front, don't take me to the fucking Applebee's <laughs> Or Chili's or any of the family, the family restaurants <laughs> No. Because it's a few of them. It's like, like Longhorn, is.
2: Yeah. Like I've never Longhorn.
0: had that before. I like <laughs> what? Longhorn. Sorry, I do Ron? actually order
2: takeout from them. I hate it. I've
0: never been. Is it like Applebee's?
2: Yeah. Kind of. Not, no. Like Applebee's, it. we can't put nothing next to it. Applebee's is literally nasty. It's
0: oh, like you like, it's just, so what about Chili's? I've
2: never been to Chili's. Me, actually. They, Wait, I think they, I've been to Chili's. I think it's like
0: Applebee's stuff. too. It tastes like it's, it's like the same. It's they get the same, same wings. That's how I know when, when you order I the wings. I just get the Longmore salmon and rice. Bad. From Longmore. she wants salmon and rice, not pescatarian, <laughs> <Not>, um, but <laughs> any other shit that Applebee's eats. I
1: trying. like to go to speakeasies, get a nice cocktail. <laughs> she, she wrote the list, y'all. I mean, <laughs> no. I, I I listen. I there is plenty. There are plenty of things to do, like I said, that don't require all all those funds yeah i went on a date to swingers one time and it was like 200 something dollars yeah yeah and uh, it's fun but it's like also yeah. not necessary. it's a lot of
0: money and i think it's okay to have standards i just think like the tone of that list wasn't standards. Yeah. it was no. being condescending and trying to some low budget girly maybe trying to tell some guy what she won't do to elevate her life in which you can't do that for yourself <laughs> so if you can take yourself to cheesecake factory every weekend Okay, then I can see how you don't want Cheesecake Factory. Like, what <laughs> you said earlier? You said, stop using people to level up your life. Stop doing that. That is a bar. Because that's the tone of that list. It didn't give, I have standards and, you know, I'd like to stay in my realm. I don't want to give up or lower my standards. It gave condescending and nasty. And, like, you should be honored. Not honored, like, but you should be grateful that no someone wants to spend anything. time with you. No spend you money anything. on you. And they don't know you. Yeah. They don't know you. And like to say Cheesecake Factory is absurd. Like I'm just stuck on that, that's crazy.
2: And to kind of tie it all together, this goes back to like an earlier point one actually get to know someone that you're dating like mm-hmm. i might actually like to go to the gym on a first date right i would actually love to work out with really? a fine man yes Absolutely. a fine man. what you want to a see, fine I want to man. see
0: how out of shape you are no but I if you can give i'm not out of shape i think that's it's so cool nobody looking at me struggling i
2: think <laughs> it's fun. i think like partner workouts i, love I think that. it's fun i think yeah, it's fun in
1: a relationship that's cute i could do that for a first date but i don't need nobody
2: see me with my arms shaking, trying to do a push-up. But that's I think it fosters do such, like, of <laughs> <laughs> instant vulnerability and trust, because more than likely that man going to try to help you. Right. It just, it. it oh, that's you just want cool. somebody to... Lift me up, so yeah. show me how to do, like, you know the... Because I can't do show pull-ups. How to... Like, how are you pulling up?
0: You <laughs> I know? think yeah. it's something to be said if someone takes care of their body, too. So if the first date is a gym, <laughs> <laughs> I might like that. Like, I would really you're really... taking care of yourself? You want to see me do that? Okay. Yeah, I would really like that. So I think it just,
2: yeah, it depends on one... Knowing the person too, do not date beyond your means. Yes, like, stop, What made date, that list. That's don't start. date beyond your means. And this goes for men too. Like you want to be impressive when you really don't got $700 or $200 for a date. Be creative, you know what I mean? And I think lastly, social media is, like I said, a dangerous playground. Can it really feeds this narrative. Instagram? It really feeds this narrative of and like- Twitter. Twitter, I think is a group. I, I like Twitter. Twitter's I funny, been but on it's Twitter egreg- since two thousand and eleven. Twitter is egregious. Think- like the takes on Twitter is insane. But I feel like again, you have this gender war narrative of women wanting all of these things, et cetera. But it's like that's what you're reading. Mm-hmm. There's right. other narratives, there's other women who are putting out positive messages about men, positive messages about love and even in their singleness. Right. You right. You know, but your algorithm is conditioned to your beliefs because that's what you're looking at. That's exactly. what you're listening to.
0: And you should be able to critically think when you go on social media. Right. If you can't form an opinion outside of the 60-second video you are watching, then you need to not be on anything, and you need to Literally go read go a book. Do something. I don't <laughs> even know if that's even going to matter, because you <laughs> might not even want to wait to the end. Like, people are so conditioned. I watched the videos that said people are so conditioned to watch a 60-second videos that like no one wants to even watch like a 10-minute yeah. YouTube video yeah. that people don't even like. Movies, Like the decline in like, viewership and everything, that's so insane. Humans mm-hmm. are really just like Going
1: to shit. We're going to shit. Going to shit. I'm doing it's my best really, to survive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so dear. Yeah. Oh, that was great though. Um, any last words, anyone? I love this episode I so really much. Don't I really like this was good. This
1: alcohol free wine, y'all. Yo. yo, I loved it. I loved it.
0: Clearly. I loved it. <laughs> right. I, I finished mine before the episode really yeah. got into it. I love it. You might like a different flavor. Yeah, a different flavor. And maybe not chilled. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I but I think it. this journey of me stopping drinking from the first to June, this will help so much. Cause like mm-hmm. I think I want to hold a drink, I want to taste it, but not to have that buzz. I need to stop depending on things to like have a conversation sometimes.
1: Just drink mm-hmm. water and juice if you don't want liquor. That's my thing. But
0: this I is like good. The, I like the water feeling juices. of
2: pouring a yes. glass of wine.
0: Even the bottle, like you need. I need it literally looks like mm-hmm. wine. It gives you the feeling of like wine. Yeah. It satisfies that that's whatever. Yeah. Brain. All right, I'm going to go home go get me a nice glass of wine. <laughs> a real yes. one, a real glass of wine. But thank you so much, Tiana, yes, for doing the You're this welcome. Episode. Thanks um, for
2: having me. Yes, it's
0: been great. And thank you guys for watching. Please subscribe to Bay Room if this is your type of tea. Um, follow us on Instagram at bay.room. Follow us on TikTok at bay.roompod. YouTube, bay.room. YouTube, bay.room. All the things. Been Bay Da room. 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 Bay yeah.
1: Room. <laughs> Google us. Google us. And we're almost at the end of the season. This is episode nine. Well, yeah. we're halfway through. Halfway, halfway through. through.
0: And if you're 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 still sticking with us, we love you. We love you. And happy holidays. I don't wait. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I don't know what is happy coming new out Happy holiday new year. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> happy
2: holiday new year. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
1: This audio has been remastered from our corresponding YouTube video. Link to the YouTube video will be in the show notes. Bayroom is sponsored by Sage Rose, inspired by beauty, made for versatility. If you like what you heard today, please give us five stars wherever you're listening and follow Bayroom on Instagram. See you soon.